self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artists What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I'm very glad I've never been fired via telephone, also known as Calamity Red. And we are Conversation Con Artists, back for another wonderful episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore On Point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. Or find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send it to us that way. Uh, we didn't have any letters this week, but my name this week did not come from one of our stories for the show but one of these incidents that on point had randomly during the week yep i went to mcdonald's you know against my better judgment (laughs) every time you go to mcdonald's it's against your better judgment there is no good reason to go to mcdonald's unless you work there there really isn't um but this story is exclusively about somebody who worked there and here is that situation What? <laughs> can't, can't. Oh Lord. Why well, ain't playing? Okay, here we go. Well, you know we already been, so are we struggling? Okay, well, we, okay, well, the decision already made. Cause I'm not, and I, and I already called both. We Shirley and all of them, they done, man. We, we can't keep doing this. Cause we right here putting your weight and everybody else's weight. And it's always something. Every time you turn around, it's, I need a car. I'm waiting on my husband. I ain't got no car. I ain't got no car, but I paid the taxi to get to work. No excuse. No excuse, T. Done is done, man. I ain't saying that to you. I ain't saying that to you. are done. You're done. We're done. So I'm telling you, ain't no sense you coming because you already out, man. Have a good life. Thank you. Done, man. Thank you for doing this with you. How you doing? Hello? <laughs> Give me one second. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so apparently when I walk roll up to the drive through, her microphone is just all the way on. And so I'm hearing all the McDonald's shenanigans going on. And this was going on a minute before a whole minute before I actually started recording. I was like, I'm gonna get some of this. And damn. Two people had a bad day it looked like. One worse than the other one. <laughs> yes, the one that got fired over the phone. But it looked like she was doing this with a cart in front of her to drive through. Maybe the window was closed and she opened it up. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever been fired from a job? No. So I used to work at McDonald's. And I know that you can't terminate somebody over the phone. What corporate expects you to do, which is the asshole move, is to have the employee come on to work and say, okay, yeah, it's cool, you can be late, but you have to fire them in front of a manager, two managers. One manager got to be there as the terminating manager, and one got to be there as a witness. She already talked to Joe and Miss Shirley. (laughs) I mean, she she did. (laughs) They'll sound just like McDonald manager names. You know, because at our our restaurant, it was John and Miss Janice. (laughs) That's just what it was. It's always one manager you got to call by miss. Like, Belinda was just Belinda. Abigail was just Abigail. John was just John. But Miss Janice was Miss Janice. She had that 
don't call me by my first name energy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and, you know, when I got there, I noticed everybody was just calling her Miss Janice, but everybody else, they regular-ass names. <laughs> and John, what's the GM? <laughs> and he wasn't Mr. John. No, no, he wasn't Mr. John. He was just John. I... Oh, we had another one named Donnie. He looked like Barney Rubble. Yeah, he was short and wobbly and silly as fuck. Goofy. <laughs> that is unfortunate. No, I never. I don't. I've never been fired from a job. Because in high school, I worked at. Um, I didn't work in restaurants. I worked in grocery stores when I was in high school, and um, I stayed at. I went from Piggly Wiggly to Food World, and from Food World, I I worked there till I went to college. And then I got to college and had a on-campus job working in the housing office, slash being an RA. And yeah, I've never been fired from a job. Hmm. On the phone or otherwise. <laughs> uh, I've never been asked to leave, yeah. Which is surprising, considering my attitude. Your attitude different now than it was back then, right? Um, yeah true enough for you to recognize the difference yeah i probably would have if i was like this now then i probably would have had some some fires under my belt (laughs) um so i've talked on the show before about um i'm natural for any i don't know how you would know that at this point but I, i have been for i don't even know how many years at this point it's been maybe like a has it even has it been a decade? I don't know. Anyhow, um, I have these instances. I'm dark skinned, okay, but I have curly natural hair. My hair is naturally curly. When I put water on my hair, it curls up. That's just what it does. Why I don't know. Because neither of my parents have curly hair. None of my brothers have curly hair. Um, Cole Jackson from Government Names has jokingly said that I might be the milkman's baby. Maybe I am. I don't know. But um, the only people in my family that have this hair are me and my cousin. So it's got to be on my mom's side, whatever it is, because she's my cousin on my mom's side. Everybody else doesn't have this texture of hair. But because I have this texture of hair, early on when I became natural, it was something that people would ask all the time. Like, I, when my hair was, it's getting bigger now, but before I cut it and I would, you know, have it really big, I would have people ask me if it was a wig. And then I would have people ask um, what I put on it to get it to curl or what I did to it. Did I twist it? Did I uh, roll it up? What did I do? So it's been a little while since I've had somebody ask me that, but it's so fucking irritating when they do because, one, the question is always what so uh, so first they'll ask me how, if I what I did to get it that way and I'm like oh it just curls that way then it's like oh what's your mix with do I look mixed like I'm mixed with anything as brown as I am what the fuck would I be mixed with that would make my hair curly I feel like that would be a question if I was like a lighter complexion but the, the color I am I don't know what you would think that I would be mixed with that would create curly hair <laughs> and it just it's irritating because I feel like it's one of those things that I don't know black people feel like you know there has to be some kind of outside influence for you to have what's deemed to be a nicer texture of hair and 
you know, people get like they'll get angry, but like it, I've said before, like oh, you know, it's just how it is, and they're like, no, but like, what did you do? Bitch, what I just say to you? Like that's just how it grew out of my head. But it's like I, sometimes people can't just accept that, and it's been happening again now, which it had stopped, and I don't really understand it. Which I guess you you had dreads. Yes. Was that an issue that you? Nope. Because dreads always turn out better when you got Negro hair. <laughs> like the more Negro your hair is, the better your dreads are going to look. Uh, the more curly or the more uh, thin that your hair is, that don't work for dreads. My brother has dreads. Well, um, you haven't seen William in a while. William's dreads are long. Like he's. Um, and y'all got uh, the, those of you that don't have curly hair have Negro hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure his dresses look really nice and locked up real good. Yes, but again, don't know why we have the same parents. Neither one of my, but that's how well, genetics go. Genetics I, are a crapshoot. I explained to somebody that everything that has ever been in your genetic code from your family, from the origin of your family. It's still in your code. Mm -hmm. And when you are born, it's just a random select. Like every curl pattern, every eye shape, every chin shape, every skin shade. Now, if you if there's a skin shade that your family has never had in your lineage, that ain't possible. <laughs> but it's so many like diseases, mm -hmm. you know, uh, mental health predispositions, all of those things that exist on the palate. When you're born, that shit just random select. Okay, this hair pattern is so it might not be. It might somebody in your hair. It might be two people every two generations that got curly hair in your in yeah. your family, to where your whole family be like, we don't know where that came from. But like that's just how genetics work. If you got it, somebody in your past done got it. Like my brother is six nine. That means somebody in my family lineage has been tall. Yeah. But not in this generation or the last generation. <laughs> you know. So people, you know, don't understand the complexities of our existence to the point that they just can't understand how you can have curly hair like that it and i don't it's not that i mind like i don't you know i had a youtube channel i still it's still up i just haven't posted anything where i was like doing natural hair stuff so obviously i don't have an issue sharing stuff and like i don't have a problem when somebody asks me like what i use on my hair but I guess my issue usually is that I can look at your your texture of hair and te like for anybody listening that that is wasting money on products right now. Let me tell you this: it don't matter how much curl form, curl lengthening, no matter how much of that is in the title. If your hair is not already predisposed to curl, it is not gonna that that it doesn't make your hair curl. And so I hate telling people what I use because they think they're gonna go and get it and put it on their hair and it's gonna make their hair curly it brings out the curls that you have right it'll it'll keep it from frizzing up but if you don't have curls it ain't gonna give you curls just because it has curl in the name of the cream that you putting on your head like you're gonna be disappointed as fuck uh, and i try to like to you know like oh well this is what i use but you know a lot of it is just genetics like it, it's more to do with the way my hair naturally curls as opposed to the products that I use, because my hair looks similar to this no matter what the fuck I put on it. You need to stop telling people that. What? You need to stop adding that. But I don't want them to be disappointed. 
Well, they'll be disappointed in the product, not in you. <laughs> now it sounds like you just saying, my hair is superior. <laughs> Find whatever you'd like, but you're never going to reach this level of hair greatness. You know, like, that's, well, that's what it's... That's not what I'm saying. I know ain't what you're saying, but I feel like with the dynamics that our hair dialogue is in the black community, yeah. that's what they think. And the reality is, when you see hair curly like yours, it's usually with a light-skinned mixed person. Yeah. It ain't with blackie. You're blackie. <laughs> <I got it. laughs> it's not with dark skin. It is. You and, know? I, and again, early on, I kept telling myself that. Like Early on, I would say, okay, don't get irritated because, you know, it's because you're dark skin and you have curly hair and they just don't get it. Like, But as time went on, it's like, bitch, listen, <laughs> there are dark skinned people with curly hair. I'm not the only one. It happens. Now, why it happens, I can't tell you. And if you were to see my parents' heads, you would be like, what the fuck? Like, it would make no sense to you. My mom has an Angela Davis book. My mom went, went natural after I went natural. And honestly, I think she saw my hair and she thought that, oh, okay, we got curly hair. And I honestly think she went natural because she thought it was going to look like that. And it doesn't. <laughs> she has like a stereotypical like fro. She got a uh, good times. Yeah. What's the lady name? Not Florida Evans. Because hers is a little more... Florida's Evans was real packed down. My mom's isn't packed down. Hers is more like so. Angela she Davis. do got it. She got one of them. Yeah, I like them froze. The, I I can't do that with my hair. If I were to pick my hair out right now, it'll just it'll be like this frizzy like, like a flop like um like a sad afro. Yeah, it'd be a sad afro. It would okay. it won't stand out because of I don't know how my thin my hair is or or I don't know. But it it won't. I can't pick my hair out and have a fro like my mom can have. And I like her hair. But I do think that because she didn't do it to after I went natural and, and she was asking me about like all the stuff that I use that I, I was telling her, but she just has their, uh, like a fro fro. And my dad is her hair is like Angela Davis. My dad's is like I don't know. It's like B to B, like roll, like he has to keep his hair cut low. Otherwise, it looks terrible. Like he is. Oh, he got that real African yes, hair. Yes, he does. So, where this came from, I have no idea. And the same thing with my cousin. Crystal, her parents, her mom, and my mom are sisters. That's how we're cousins. Her mom is the same, has Afro hair like my mom. Her dad has, his his hair is probably about the same as her mom's hair. Now, my dad is like a, a little step down. But her dad, and so she has curly hair. We don't know why. We have no idea. It just is what it is. <laughs> Listen, you... You can't be you can't be giving these folks the option of the red pill and the blue pill, okay? <laughs> Just give them the fucking blue pill. The red pill, they don't need to know all that shit. But I'm trying to keep them from wasting money because you're gonna you gonna go buy the shit and you gonna you gonna I, you're not gonna cuss me out because I'm not gonna be around. But in your mind, you are gonna be like that bitch like. <laughs> if they're too stupid to realize that different products respond to different people and different hair differently and think they can get the same outcome as you, <laughs> they's too stupid for you to even care. They not smart. I and mean, a lot of people ain't smart, but you don't have to participate in trying to educate them on colorism now. Well, 
Because that's what it got to turn into. It, it got to turn into a dialogue about colorism because you was just assuming that because I'm dark skinned that it's not possible for me to have this level of curl. So yeah. when I say that this is naturally curly, you probably still don't even believe me. They don't. They don't. That's the red pill. Yeah. They don't need that. Give them the blue pill. Give, oh, girl, I use curls by Jenkins. <laughs> and... And then I use a moisturizer spray. I don't remember the name, but it's in the blue bottle with gold letters. Only one like that. Get that one. Spray it once. Then do the curl by Jenkins, and then you're going to be good. Oh, okay. With your dumb ass. I guess I feel bad because I remember, like, not so much now because I feel like natural hair isn't, it, people are still doing it, but it's not like this huge movement that it was, but the commercials for like like these companies make you feel like like oh if i use this this is good i'm gonna have like the girl on the commercial no you're not it all of every every cream i've ever seen has curl something in it curl this curl that but the thing about it is when i wet my hair i can go wash my hair right now and don't have shit in it it's still curly because it, my natural curl pattern is curly so Without me putting anything in it. Now, if I don't put anything in it, it's going to dry and be a frizzy fucking mess because... <laughs> I don't even feel like like African-type hair. It don't, to me, in my head, it don't seem like it can get wet. <laughs> I feel like it just roll off like rain X's on it, like uh, windshield wipers with the rain X. <laughs> when you put on your windshield and it just the water just bead up and say, I'm, I'm, I'm the fuck out of here. I can't do shit with that. It gets wet, but like it, it has a lot to do with the porosity of your hair, whether or not it like porosity. Yes. Okay. Whether or not it's like soaks in stuff quick. My hair gets wet real quick and easily, which is a pain in the ass because what that also means is that when it, we live in Alabama, it's humid as fuck outside. My hair is gonna be impacted by the humidity because my hair retains water; it'll draw it in, and so it's gonna get fucking freezing when it's humid outside. It's just what it is. Um, I think more coarse texture hair might not be as porous. I think I'm saying that right. And so it takes a little longer, but it get wet. It porous just... in terms of having a lot of little bitty tiny microscopic holes in yes. it. Some which will be bigger than others. So if you got tiny microscopic ones, it take longer to soak that into your hair. Yes. Versus if you got bigger ones, it soaks into your hair quickly, yes. more quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I run into in terms of the natural hair dialogue is... A woman will ask me what I put in my beard, and I say I shampoo it, I condition it, I put a beard conditioner in it, then I put a beard butter in it, and then I put a beard oil on it. And they be like, you do that much for your hair? It's natural hair. It just come out of my chin. What do you mean? My beard hair is the same as the hair on some woman's head, you know? Except less critical that I keep it <laughs> in order and conditioned and shaped up, you know. But that's my beard. Is a beard is natural hair. Yes, you need to do all of that shit to it to keep it looking decent. And I don't do it enough, honestly. I don't keep up with my beard enough. My beard just unruly, anyway. Um. But uh. But I. By time I go get my split ends cut again. I did not realize because I didn't. I mean, it is hair. It's 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 hair like hair on your head. I did not realize like how much men did to their beards. I really did. That was that was news to me. I did not know that y'all had oils and creams and things that you do to your beard. But I 
applaud it. Go ahead because a nice manicured beard is the shit. So, but why wouldn't we? I don't know. I just didn't <laughs> think about that it would be something that you would do like what I do with my the hair on my head. Like I just I don't know. It just wasn't something I thought about. I just thought y'all just grew beards out and it just was what it was. <laughs> like I didn't think about maintenance as as it mm. pertains to the beard. My beard. It makes sense, but like I just didn't think about my it. My beard scraggly as fuck. <laughs> you know, but uh I'm okay with it like that. Cause I'm rugged, I'm low maintenance for myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but I got gray hairs coming out my beard. Yeah. I got and I two new gray hairs appeared on my body. One was on my chest and one was on the front of my beard, but I cut it off by accident. I like my gray hairs. I haven't found one yet. And everybody, every time I say that, everybody's like, "You dye your hair red." My roots are not red, so if my hair was uh, gray, I would see it at the roots. I don't see any yet. I went to a restaurant the other day, and this dude who looked like he was about 37 had all white hair. He's a white dude. He looked like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck? Well, why, they let, why they let him in here like this? <laughs> Colonel Sanders looking ass boy. Some people gray early, and some people, like, gray is like a, it's like a trend. So some people put make their hair gray on purpose. But this shit was white. There are people, there are people that gray like that early. Like, they just. Did you watch Community? Yeah. Did a lot of it? Not a lot of it. Did you see um, Chevy Chase's character Pierce's dad? Mm-mm. He had a uh, he had a wig made of um, what was it? It wasn't pearl. He had it was a fake hair. <laughs> it's like he it was made of like mar. It wasn't marble, but it was one of those. It was pure white, and then he just put it on top of his head. But he was he was just so racist in the show. I like I don't know how they got away with a character that racist Jesus. in the show, to be honest. I mean, already on top of Chevy Chase's character's racism in the show, but they put him in a couple of episodes. And a spinoff episode from, from that was that he was a really, really wealthy man that owned this business. In order for Pierce to get the inheritance from the business, mm-hmm. him and his friends had to play this video game in which they won so the whole episode was an 8-bit episode uh, okay. where they all had their own 8-bit characters and they was just like in an rpg mm. and they won because a basically hacked the whole program and <laughs> it's, it was crazy how that worked out um um but he you know a bed in the show was autistic mm-hmm. he had asperger's high level functioning autism mm-hmm. and uh he in the game he met a wife (laughs) and it turned out that was a weird part of his relationship thing in the show but whatever um but uh yeah he looked like that dude i can't remember his name i'll have to show you a picture of him if i find it but some um, people gray early though but i don't know one the last thing that before we get into the stories for the show i start so i had so many people come in my office here recently talking about american gods and i like mythology i like um like that genre of reading so i was like okay maybe so i started watching american gods i watched the first two episodes i can't do it what was the problem with it but the same problem that i had with us (laughs) um they don't explain what the fuck is going on 
in two and these are it's on stars it comes on stars so these are like hours these are uh, like an hour a full hour because there's no commercials episodes and there is no explanation i know that there's that some of the people on the show are supposed to be like new gods and old gods but and i know if i guess like if i kept watching it it would eventually explain it but like two episodes in and i still don't know who people are supposed to be it made me lose interest in it like he works for somebody named mr wednesday who i'm assuming is supposed to be like um a head got like odin or zeus or one of the you know i don't even know which mythology it's because they don't they don't say like i think it's norse norse so that would be odin mythology mr wednesday yeah so mr wednesday is odin have you watched it no but when we were playing dungeons and dragons mark had a character named mr wednesday oh, okay and anytime mr wednesday showed up there was some some luck would happen mm-hmm. so the way that he integrated in our story was we somebody died in our party mm-hmm and mark tried to make a way for us to bring our character back to life mm-hmm. and uh, we were just traveling down the road and we ran across a buggy that was stuck in the mud and this man two me two old men was in the buggy and they asked us for help mm-hmm. and one of the men was calling the other one mr wednesday and mr wednesday was basically asking to help mm-hmm. and when we helped he he said uh it looks like you're a bit down on your luck is this something y'all trying to accomplish and we basically told him that our friend died and we were trying to get him back and he went over to the friend snapped and he came back alive but that's only because we helped him mm-hmm. so mark set it up to where we could make a decision like he yeah. saw he he painted it to where we should have just walked by he was like you uh it's storming outside and mm-hmm. you know you see two figures over in the mud and they look kind of shady and mm-hmm. you know and so he was like, do you stop and help or do you keep going? And, you know, I was the team leader, so I was like, we're going to stop and help. We're helping everybody. <laughs> we got in here to help people, so let's help them. And it turned out to, you know, be beneficial to us. So, but He must have watched America. He, no, hell. no, hell no. Oh. He just for the last 40 years of his life been reading about mythology and D&D characters and all that stuff. So he explained who Mr. Wednesday was outside of American God. So. Well, and um, oh, what is the name? It's based off of a book by, is it Neil Gaiman? And I've read some of his other stuff. He re- he writes like he writes stuff like like American Gods. Uh, and so it's, it's based off of his story. So I, I mean, he could have just read the story and not watched the show. Um, yeah. Read the books, but it you know there's a char- so the main character that you're following and because you're following him and he don't know everything you don't know everything is a guy who just got out of prison and he got out early he was he was gonna be getting out in like another five days anyway but he got out early because his wife was in a car accident and died well what nobody told him so he got to the funeral was that his wife died in a car accident with his best friend she was giving the best friend head and when the car accident happened, <laughs> his penis broke off into her mouth. <laughs> so, like, when they found them, <laughs> she did he have weak penis or did she have strong head? I don't. I don't know. I guess while he was driving, she was giving him head. They had a car accident. I don't know. Maybe she bit down because of the jerk. I don't know. Anyway his penis came off and it was in her mouth 
And so, you know, he was mourning her. Then he found out that that was how she died. And this Mr. Wednesday just kind of came out of nowhere when he was traveling back to go and um, to go to her funeral. And it, they just never, they don't explain who Mr. And again, I'm sure if I kept watching it, maybe they would be like, two hours in and I don't know who none of these fucking people are he gets um, kidnapped by this young kid who I'm assuming is one of the new guys because I think the whole premise is that there are the old guys like Odin and then there's these new guys and the new guys want to get rid of the old guys and the old guys are fighting to retain their space I suppose but they don't put names to none of the guys like I don't know because you're looking at it from the perspective of Shadow Moon that's his name he don't know what's going on so you don't get to know what's going on and I don't like that I need give me something but everybody keep talking about how good of a show it was and I was like well, let me try and I I, too, I feel like dedicating two hours is good for me because I don't really give shit chances so but I just I need more explanation so that I can better follow the story because I don't know what's important and what's not because I don't know who none of these fucking people are it's weird it's a weird show I've been watching the Orville. What is that? It's Seth MacFarlane's space show. Oh Jesus! It's serious. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's. Oh. It has specks of humor in it and specks of callbacks to Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, a woman on the ship who's a single mother with two kids, and one of them come up to her to try to wake her up and do that whole little stewing waking mama up bit. Mom, mom, yeah, mommy. Yeah, he does that. Not for the extended period that he did, but clearly you know it's a callback. But the themes in the show are very, very serious. I mean, they deal with like they deal with like trans issues in the show. That's very different for Because there's a race in the show called Mockless and they're an all male race. Mm Mm-hmm. There's an all male planet basically. Oh. Uh, and they have eggs. The males have eggs. But every like once every seventy five years they have a female, and the tradition in the on the planet is to have a procedure that turns them into a male. But because this Mocklin was on the ship with humans and other races, no other culture was okay with that, mm-hmm. and so they had to have a whole trial based on not asserting one culture onto another culture, but really the appropriateness of what that culture is doing. So it was a whole episode that was like synonymous with trans existence. That's very different for Seth MacFarlane. It is a good ass, well written show. I mean, it's clear that Seth MacFarlane is a genius as it pertains to writing, mm-hmm. in terms of being able to draw an audience and in terms of being able to, you know, create humor. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seemed like he got those writing skills as it pertains to like a dramedy. You know, is is like. 70% serious drama and 30% we're going to throw a little bit of funny stuff in it, callbacks. It got a couple of characters that's just funny characters, but everybody have a serious moment mm-hmm. at some point. Okay. It's it's a really good show. Like, I suggest people watch The Orville. I don't. Su- American Guys is in its second season, so I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, catch up. You know, I don't like watch stuff when it's popular. I'll catch up on the first season while everybody watching the second season, but I just... That doesn't make me want to watch. And it ends on stupid points. Like, the second... And I guess it's to make you want to watch the next episode. But I was just like, this is stupid. I'm not watching anymore. 
the second episode ended with Shadow Moon losing a checker game to somebody who I'm assuming is another god, but they never who explain who the he just this Russian weird man, and he lose the checker game. So the the stakes were, Mister Win he Shadow Moon works for Win Mister Wednesday. Mister Wednesday was trying to get the Russian man to help him with whatever the fuck he got going on. So Shadow Moon is playing checkers with him, and he says. You know, if, if I win, if Shadow Moon wins, then the Russian man has to help Mr. Wednesday with whatever the fuck it is he needs to help. If Shadow Moon loses, the Russian man has this obsession with, like, killing. So, apparently, he he kills cattle. And he he started killing cattle, like, when it was the old school where you, like, take a, a mallet and, like, hit him on the head with it mm-hmm. in the right place and not, you know, kill him. And so then now they don't do that no more. Now they have like something that you use to like kill the cattle really fast. And so he misses that. So if he won the checkers match, he wanted to be able to hit Shadow Moon with his cow killing mallet. And so Shadow Moon loses. And then that's how it ends. So I know it's to make you want to watch the next episode and see if Shadow Moon actually gets hit with the mallet. But I just. It was too much. I need more explanation. I am not somebody. I don't. I don't like for a story to not make sense. And like, if it's gonna take to the last episode of the first season for everything, I ain't got time for that. It's too much. Makes me not want to continue to watch. Which might be the opposite of most people. Maybe that makes other people want to continue to watch so that they get the explanation. I get frustrated because I don't have the explanation to say fuck it. Well, that uh, to me, that's the essence of why you would choose TV shows over movies. Because TV shows give you that extended opportunity to learn these things. So when I watch shows, I expect not to have all the information. But I, I, what makes me stay into a show is how quickly they dis- disseminate that information. If they, they give it out quickly enough, it's just like with games. Like with God yeah. of War, well, God of War does this very, very well. If I don't get a new weapon, a new skill, a new power, something in a reasonable enough amount of time, Versus they regular powers, mm-hmm. I'm going to jump out of the game. Devil May Cry do this probably better yeah. than any other game. It gives you so much new stuff you can't even use it all. Yep. You with Devil May Cry, you choose one or two things or three things that you like. I've got to get five. I didn't even know that there was like you could fight with the motorcycle. Oh yeah, I'm so ready. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta get it. But it does that very very well, and I like with my TV shows and my movies the balance between telling a good story. And delivering me new shit that keeps me invested, it has to all work together. You That's why I stopped watching Scandal before it went out. Like, I started watching Scandal because, you know, people were talking about it and it was actually good because it was episodic. Mm-hmm. It had a very small imprint of that relationship president thing, which yeah. didn't really make sense to me. But it had interesting characters and they were helping people overcome scandals. Mm-hmm. I like stuff like that. The Blacklist is my current show. I like that they, every episode they're going to find a new Blacklister, which mm-hmm. is a deep, deep criminal mm-hmm. that the main character in the show knows about that he's helping the FBI find while yeah. they doing a whole bunch of weird shenanigans. I like that. Scan- I got out of Scandal because at some point they stopped doing that and just started making the show 90% about this presidential love affair thing mm-hmm. and drama and dynamics like that and I, I couldn't stay in it but if, if I, you keep that up, I, I'll stay with it. If the title didn't say American Gods, if I just, if somebody just said, "Hey, Red, come sit down and watch this," with no explanation, I would not know what the fuck was going on. It would just be this confusing clutter of scenes that don't make any sense because there are things that happen 
that shouldn't be able to happen in like the human world with the logic that we have that are not explained and so again you're looking at this from the lens of shadow moon who has no idea what the fuck is going on and nothing's explained so like it's confusing i wouldn't know that there was supposed to be gods you know what i'm saying like if it wasn't in the title i would not know that that's what is going on because it don't there's no explanation at all shadow moon is helping Mr. Wednesday, he doesn't know what Mr. Wednesday does. He doesn't know who Mr. Wednesday actually is, what his real name is, nothing. He knows nothing about this man. He agreed to help somebody randomly who he doesn't know. <laughs> and ever since he agreed to help him, all of this supernatural stuff has been happening to him with no fucking explanation. He got his ass whooped by one of the new guys. I'm assuming that that's who he was. When he went to Wednesday, Wednesday didn't even give him no explanation. He was basically like, you can accept that there's a lot of crazy stuff going on that and, and so that you're crazy or that there's a lot of things going on that that have always been going on that you didn't know about like that's his way of explaining it but it's by not explaining it <laughs> so that's just driving me crazy i just think it's unfair for you to take this one episode two two episodes and it's only like the seat the first season is only like eight episodes it's not long it's not like it's like 20 episodes and i only watched two i feel like that's the reason you should have just went through all of it it's so weird have you seen the umbrella umbrella academy i started i think I, you told me about that I, yeah i because i figured that the girl the one that he told didn't have any powers is that that show mm-hmm. that she had the best powers because it didn't make any sense for her to be the only one that didn't have powers but they, it just took forever for them to get to us. Well, it's how many, about how many episodes did I watch? I don't know how many episodes I watched. The so episode. for me, it's like so. The show is to me superheroes with trauma, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. I mean, they got took from their mama and was raised as superheroes their whole life, mm-hmm. and one of them was told she didn't have powers. Spoiler alert, everybody. And not only but, that, he was an asshole about like he, you know. <laughs> but this, but what I would say about the show is that I mean it's really early that they set up that dynamic. Yeah. So by the end, we I got where I wanted to, but I, I got there in a way I didn't expect to get there. That's all I got to say about it. Like I think you should watch it if you're listening. I think you should watch it by know. how they tell that story and how they get there and how everybody's different trauma impacted their abilities to use their powers and. It sets up a second season to how we get ready to see it, but man, it was a really interesting dynamic of how you see superheroes. But I think that that's coming because it's another show coming out called The Boys. But all of them on Amazon, the and it's boys. basically yeah, it's The Boys. It's it's basically it's basically of the uh, if superheroes were like dickheads or mercenaries more so than they were doing this for the goodness out of my own heart type situation. And it's clear the main person supposed to mirror Captain America. It looked like. But look, most like most of there's a lot of Marvel, DC superheroes. They all got trauma. Batman Ooh. was an orphan, lost his parents. Spider Man also like I feel like Tony Stark. Like all of them got like trauma. I feel like this. Well, imagine not- if if every superhero had trauma. Think about think about it like humans. A lot of us have trauma. And some of us can still create successful lives through mm-hmm. it, but it's some of us who we don't. We become they become substance abusers mm-hmm. and they become homeless and they have problems with relationships and shit. Like imagine that group of superheroes. 
that have powers, but it's really like we fucked up. Yeah. Out here. And it inhibits some of their powers and it's impacted their ability. Like that would be like the, the superheroes we know, they had trauma, but they were able to be relatively effective with their trauma versus what's supposed to happen in, in, in that show. I feel like the villains are the ones that weren't able, the ones that have powers anyway, the villains that have power, they're the ones that didn't they didn't adjust to the trauma or they didn't respond to the trauma in a positive way. But, but also, I don't remember his name, the uh, the lead singer from 30 Seconds to Mars, which I, I used to listen to them a lot. Is that Jared Leto? No. That's, I don't think that's, no, that's not Jared Leto. Jared Leto's in a band, though. He was in a band before this. I don't know if it was 30 Seconds to Mars. I don't know. But uh, that's his series. He left uh, music and he wrote that. Oh, okay. The Umbrella Academy. So I was invested in a different way. Just trying watching to it. find, you know, give something Maybe a shot. Jerry Little Wilson. So, 30 Seconds of Mars. He was in a band. I can't remember if it was 30 Seconds of Mars or not, though. Mm, it was 30 Seconds of okay. Mars. I thought I knew it was a band. I can't remember the name. So is that him? No, it can't be him. Let I me mean, see. it could have been somebody else that wasn't the lead singer. Jerry Little yeah. was like the singer. He could have been like a bass player or the drummer <laughs> or like one of the other members it didn't have to be the singer I'm trying to find it um but yeah I was just trying to watch something cause I watch I watch Discover, like ID channel a lot and I was like I'm gonna either end up murdering somebody or I'm gonna continuously think everybody is a murderer I need to take a step back from watching this shit maybe I'm wrong I guess somebody gave me bad information yeah. this is why I look my shit up <laughs> maybe it is not somebody that had anything to do with 30 seconds tomorrow that is doing umbrella <laughs> or maybe I could be saying the wrong band or something I don't know no. Gerard Way that's close. Jared Leno. Leto. <laughs> I don't know. Anyhow. Um, yeah. So, if y'all have any suggestions for TV shows, please comment uh, and let me know. Because I'm trying to... let. So, let me... First of all, let me preface this. I do not watch drama. I work as a therapist. I hear sad shit all day. So like this is us. Any show that's like that, I'm not gonna watch it. My Chemical Romance. Oh, My Chemical Romance. Yeah, okay. not Thirty Seconds to Mars. Okay. Which I listened to. I, I listened like to My Chemical Romance. Yeah, they yeah. was my they was my two. They had some. Uh, <laughs> they had songs that were named weird. Mm-hmm. Like um. Like um. What's the other group that names their songs stupid stuff? Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy. Yeah. No, panic! Don't panic at the disco. Do it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Panic at this goes who I was thinking of. I don't really. A lot of those groups do that, but, you know, them the ones that I listened to that did it. If y'all are going to suggest shows for me, no drama. So, no, no, this is us. I'm not going to watch that shit because it's too. I work in a field where I have to listen to sad shit. I don't watch dramas in my free time. I just don't. I feel the same way. But this is us feels like a different kind of drama. I like started I can't watch it. Queen Sugar. I started watching This Is Us. It's too much. I couldn't keep watching it. I don't know how y'all do this to yourself week after week. No. I like the Black Family. Man. Not they doing cool. it. So no dramas. 
Anything else though? I like a lot of fantasy. Like I, I gave American Gods a chance because that kind of that's my that's my shit. That's my that's my my lane. So, but no dramas. I'm not gonna watch no dramas because I just I don't I hear about it too much. I don't I don't want to do that in my free time. Would you watch the Blacklist? I've watched the Blacklist. Oh, you didn't like it? Uh, I liked it, but it just didn't. It's not like a show that kept my attention. But uh-huh. I did like him, the chasing the you know new person every week. Um, James Spader, man, and James Spader. He's just so good. Yeah, and I kept watching it because I wanted to. I kept thinking he was her dad because <laughs> they kept making it like he could potentially be her father. So that was another thing that kept me watching it. But yeah, uh, I just it just didn't keep my interest over time. But I did like it when I watched it. But like, yeah, the blacklist shows like that I will watch. But like anything that is dramatic, I deal with that at work, and I don't want to work eight hours listening to people's trauma and then sit at home for fun and watch trauma on TV. <laughs> I don't want to do that. So it needs to be funny or like sci-fi or action or something that's not dramatic but anyway y'all have a question y'all like for us to answer on the show send it to our gmail account which is conversation con at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook conversation con artists and send it to us that way so the piccaninny is at it again um kodak black you know, T.I. said something to him, and he said that shit about Lauren London. A lot of people said something to him, but T.I. was the one that he decided to respond to. So T.I. made a song. I don't remember what T.I.'s song was called, a diss track about Kodak. Um, don't remember. I don't know either. I don't know what it was named. I don't really care enough about this to actually listen to these songs. But Kodak Black. Then first he said some real disrespectful shit about T.I.'s family in a statement. Then he made a diss track himself called Expeditiously. <laughs> the only reason I remember the name of his track and not T.I.'s is the fact that that nigga did not name that. He don't know how to spell Expeditiously. Nobody's going to convince me that he does. Okay? So somebody in his camp told him to do that and he did it. But shortly after that happened there was a video of him being arrested <laughs> what what were the charges that he was arrested on oh uh, gun and drug charges gun I and think. drug charges so now there's a picture of him being escorted away this motherfucker got a fan of money like he he took some bills and spread them out to cover his fucking face up with i'm sick of him i'm sick of him I just why what'd he do to you I just I don't like him and I'm tired of having to hear about him and see him and I don't give a fuck about Kodak Black um cause he's a terrible human being and we all know that I feel like um and here recently I like yesterday today by the way today is Sunday so when y'all are hearing this he dyed his hair blonde and so now not only does he look like a pig in any he looks like Lisa Simpson because he still has that pointed hair, but now it's blonde. And so he looks like Lisa Simpson slash, you remember Cynthia from Rugrats, the doll yes. that Angelica had. And he also kind of reminds me of Cynthia a little bit. More Lisa than Cynthia, but I could see Cynthia. I could see Cynthia. 
he looks stupid somebody said a super saiyan i think that's disrespectful to super saiyans and so i'm not gonna say that i have a brother that was a huge dragon ball z fan which means i had to watch that bullshit because he watched it i'm not even gonna do super saiyans like that he don't look like a super saiyan to me he looks like lisa simpson or cynthia <laughs> and i'm just ready for him to like do time now he also i don't know if you've seen this he was arrested for weapons and drugs at the border okay right he said his his gps is the reason he said that he was supposed to drive from detroit to boston when he put the destination in his gps the most direct route was through canada He got arrested at the border and go try to go into Canada following his GPS <laughs> because he just aimless. Listen, I didn't put shit in my GPS before and it didn't took me a straight. And I realized, like, wait a minute, wait a fucking minute, like this ain't right. He just went with it. <laughs> I feel like Kodak Black is the nigga that like it could be leading him into a lake and the niggas in the car could be like, no, don't, it's water. No, that's the shit you heard her. She said go this way. <laughs> I feel like he was driving a lake because the GPS told him to turn left. And you just going to turn left and drive into the fucking lake. That's the kind of nigga I see him as. So he is blaming his GPS. He said the GPS told him that this was the way to go. He didn't realize that he was going to be crossing the border in order to. <laughs> and I've never used my GPS as, as close to like, you know, close to the border. But I would hope Google... I don't Google with a with a with an account for you crossing over into another country. Like I just, I don't know. I, I now I'm curious as to what would Google do if you were about like Google tell you about everything else. They she tell you about you know accidents that you finna encounter that's gonna slow you up. She tell you about it. She just let this nigga go into Canada. He didn't know he was going into Canada. I just don't understand. I don't get it. Maybe she wouldn't say anything, but I just feel like she would. I don't know. So, one thing that Kodak Black said was, I don't know why you talking to me when you know I ain't going to even listen. (laughs) (laughs) He said, how the hell you calling me out when you know I don't listen? How you trying to put me in time out when I ain't big boy children? Wait, what? Nigga waiting on for me to fall off just like that boy Gilly. Said they ride for me till the wheel fall off. I be like, oh, really? (laughs) How you tell me what came out my mouth? You don't even know Nipsey. Tiny, that bitch ugly as hell. I don't even want Piggy. (laughs) So I think with that first line... We understand that he knows good and like he's in the best position in this whole interaction, which is which is just being able to be a troll with nothing to lose because he ain't got shit. Like what what is him and Ti beef supposed to come to? Let me is Ti really gonna get out here gooning because of Kodak Black with all he got to lose? No, he's not. 
So Kodak Black apparently is from Florida. His and name is Bill. Let me just say to all of the Florida motherfuckers that I have been seeing. His name is Bill. His real name is Bill? Yes. Bill. B-I-L-L. B-I-L-L, yes. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you sure? Is that short? Is that is they doing a white people thing? Is it really William? Mm-mm. His real name is Bill. Yep. Oh, Jesus. Bill Capri. I don't have time. It came out when he <laughs> That's what I read on the uh, papers when he got arrested. Jesus. Bill Capri picked up. For all you Florida people who want to claim him and talk about we ain't gonna never stop supporting him. Y'all sound stupid as fuck. I just want, first of all, let me say this. Florida, I don't know if you know, but like people look at you like the asshole of of, of the United States. Like it's so many times during the year where I just really wish that we could do that Bugs Bunny shit where we like cut y'all off and let y'all float the fuck away. You're not helping your case. You're not helping your case by going to bat for this picking any ass nigga. I'm sorry, you're not. So you saying, oh, we gonna steal you Florida ain't finna. Okay, keep on, I guess. <laughs> okay, Bill Capri is a name that he chose after he changed his given name. What was his given name? His given name was... Bill Capri is a name you fucking chose. That makes it worse. Son Octave. D-I-E-U-S-O-N Octave Was Octave oh, the Dyson. last Dyson I, I Dyson remember, Yeah I think I said something about his name before I feel like on the I just got deja vu Maybe like, how you spell Dyson Dyson I, I couldn't remember how to say it I, But I remember like that Conversation we've had this conversation About his name Like when some other shit he's done In the past But Listen, Florida, y'all can have him. Take him back, actually. Please, come get him. Come pick your boy up, since y'all love him so much. But, Florida, y'all don't want to win. Y'all don't want to win. This is not how you win. Kodak Black is not how you win. But if y'all want to go out here and go to bat for this rapist ass, picking any nigga, that's fine, I guess. You do what you do. Do what you feel. But, I'm just tired of him. And I'm tired of looking at him. I'm definitely tired of listening to that fucking voice. His voice is like nails on a chalkboard to me. I don't know if it's how nasal it is. I don't know if how high it is. I don't know what it is about his voice. But I cannot listen to him speak. I just can't. It's it's so ugly. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, fuck Kodak Black once again said this last week but continuation fucking um yeah and I have nothing to add to that dialogue (laughs) because I don't care so expeditiously Joe Clark is the only person that could use that with any finesse everybody else is just teacher I'm gonna read most of this story it's about preposterous Teacher charged with hiring hitman to kill student after molestation accusation pleads not guilty. Wait, I just before you read this, I want to make sure I have this straight. So the kid made a molestation accusation against this teacher, and the teacher hires a hitman to take the kid out and his family, and his family to keep him from testifying. I'm assuming makes the most sense to why you would do that. All right. Is this an SVU? It sounds like law and order. SVU? It sounds like oh, so. it's gonna be if it ain't yet. <laughs> a St. Louis teacher with HIV is accused of wait, taking a student. Wait, wait, 
wait a fucking minute. That one in the title. That's why I'm reading this story, okay? <laughs> a St. Louis teacher with HIV is accused of taking a student out of class and molesting him. Three years later, police say the teacher tried to hire a hitman to kill the child and his family. This is a male teacher? Yes. And a boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. For months, the I-team has been looking into the case. Wednesday, both the teacher and his accomplice made a rare court appearance. Deontay Taylor, 36, and his accomplice and boyfriend, Michael Johnson, age 66, (laughs) were both in court Wednesday afternoon. They pleaded not guilty to a multitude of charges. Police said while Taylor was working as a teacher's aide at Lusher Elementary in 2015, he molested a seven-year-old student. Charges weren't filed, and Taylor went on to get other teaching jobs and finally landed one in the Ferguson Florence School District at Walnut Grove Elementary School where he taught fifth grade. We questioned the district about his vetting process. Mr. Taylor went through the same process that all our teaching candidates go through. Everyone goes through a criminal background check, sexual abuse registry background check, and there was nothing that showed up. Um, he was arrested in November 2018 after his DNA was found to be a match to samples found on his former student. But months later, while behind bars waiting trial, police said that Taylor and Johnson tried to hire a hitman to kill the child and his family. They also uncovered at the time that he was still being paid by the Ferguson School District. I team. So while he was behind bars accused of molesting a student and he's still getting a paycheck from the district, the district rep said everybody receives due process and he had an opportunity to have due process when those initial charges were filed. When the subsequent charges were filed, it became clear that he was not going to be returning at, at that time he was fired. So he kept getting paid starting up. So, Taylor is facing a felony of sodomy charges while he and his accomplice face conspiracy to commit murder and witness tampering charges. Taylor's alleged victim is now 10 years old. He and his family have started a GoFundMe page to help recoup some of the expenses they had over the last three years. Poor baby. So, wait. So, okay. Because I, I was finna get real ignorant. But, so him and the boyfriend together was gonna hire a hitman. The boyfriend wasn't the hitman, was it? No, the boyfriend wasn't the hitman. I they was just finna say his old sixty-six-year-old ass. Who? How you gonna get him to go kill somebody? His old ass. That whole thing sounds ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. The entire. So, so many questions. Did he have HIV when he molested the child? Has the child been tested to make sure that he didn't? contract this from this teacher i'm sure the parents have had him to molestation doesn't mean any like insertion or anything right well if their sodomy means insertion either in the mouth or the ass if he's being confused uh if his charge is sodomy sodomy is not the same sodomy different sodomy yeah, because is they, oral. they said it at, as uh, molestation on the yeah but you said when they yeah the charge is sodomy this Sodomy is either oral or anal. I didn't know, cause so every time I saw sodomy, I thought it was anal. It's not though. It can be oral. Any insertion into an orifice, apparently. So, if he's being um, charged with sodomy, then something happened. Some insertion happened, mm. or it wouldn't be sodomy. So, mm, interesting. I wonder if this. I mean, it could be just one of them situations where they throwing the book at him. Could be, and choosing to use sodomy as a way to throw the book at him. Where would you said that it, his DNA matched the DNA found on the kid? Where was the DNA found on the child? That I don't know. Uh, so, uh, oh fuck him! And he thirty six with a sixty six year old. 
But this is why, you know, you end up having to be careful, man, because there are people who are predators who put themselves in positions to have access. Dur- he did this during school. He he took him out of the classroom. Yeah. That shit is just sad. I mean, I hate to make people paranoid about. No, you need to be careful. Don't be paranoid, but be watchful and mindful of the fact that this shit happens and that it's possible. You just need to keep your eyes open. It's, I don't think it's paranoid. I think it's justified cautiousness is what I would call it. Because, yeah, pedophile, like every pedophile, there are plenty of pedophiles out there who've never been caught and never been charged and been getting away with doing this shit. And so you wouldn't know because they're not going to show up on nobody's database. And because they're not going to show up on nobody's database, they are able to get jobs around kids because nobody yet has come forward with some shit that they've been doing. So as a parent you just have to be careful man you just never know you just never know and it isn't because this was a male gay teacher because it's female teachers that have fucking students like it just don't matter like you just have to be careful with your kids yeah because people ain't shit that whole story was terrible (laughs) the more you read the worse it got and then not only did you victimize this little boy but because now hopefully he can get some kind of justice and maybe you know this will help him in the process of processing this trauma you want to kill him for real it wasn't enough you've not done enough to his young life yet now he gotta live in fear of being killed by you like niggas ain't i wonder how you trying to kill him though like who are you calling like if you ever call me and was like can you help me figure out how to find a hit man (laughs) first off i'm gonna be like no i'm not gonna help you find a hit man because i don't know how and i don't want to know how because your google searches boy them things that get you fucked up that's why you don't google search under your own shit don't even Google search on the incognito. I don't even trust that shit. Oh, no. I mean, you go to somebody else's house and do it. Are you trying to fuck somebody else up? You going to do your people like that? Hey. I ain't letting you use my computer for <laughs> shit no more. So you can fuck up my Googles. No, I, mean, I was like, going to publish my Google search history one at one point, you know, on Facebook. Why were you going to do that? You know, I was interested in seeing what I had on Google, and I was like, you know, I Google a lot of things that help me learn about shit going on in our society. So I was like, you know, it would be cool if people knew that I'd be Googling shit. And then I had to weigh out the Googles that are stupid because I wouldn't filter it. I would, it's all or none for me. That's, I, that's the... The integrity that I have in things. I'm not trying to paint a particular picture of myself. I am what I am. So it's like I see shit in there like the difference between effect and effect. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh shit, I should know that. I don't <laughs> want people to know that I searched that three times over the course of a week. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I just put impacted now. I don't use it, I don't try to figure out which one is impact. I don't I don't I just use that word now. Mine but. depends on like a day because I've had instances where I've had to Google pegging and ghetto gagger. It just depends. So, like, from my, from those, on those days that somebody looked at my search history, they'd be like, what the fuck kind of freaking shit is this? Incognito. <laughs> incognito. That's why I go incognito. Anytime I'm finna have a questionable search, I go incognito. That's why <laughs> well, I, I don't have know. no bad searches like that on them. I didn't know. But I have searches where it's like, you are you an adult? 
<laughs> or are you in 11th grade English and you haven't gotten to that lesson yet? I did not know that they, like, the guy who sent me the message about ghetto gagging, I didn't know what the fuck that was. Like, because he was just like, are you interested in ghetto gagging or have you ever or some shit like that? And I was like, what the fuck is that? And so I Googled it thinking, <laughs> like, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it was a porn term that I was Googling at the time that I was, I found out. <laughs> Come on. But at the time, I didn't know. I was just like, what the fuck is that? Did you know what gagging was as it pertained to? Penises? Yes. Yes, but I, why would I think it was something to do with penises? Like, this was the first message he ever sent me. We haven't been talking about sex or penises or vagina. Like, I don't know. So, like, the first message you sent me says, have you ever been or are you interested in ghetto gagging? I'm like, the hell is that? I figured it was something bad because of ghetto. Okay, gagging didn't even cross my mind. But the ghetto, and he was white. So, I was like, this ain't going to be nothing good. You know, but I thought it was going to be some racist shit. I didn't know it was going to be some porn shit i didn't know i learned very quickly unfortunately uh so the, it depends on the day because i look up stuff if i don't understand what it is sometimes <laughs> and uh that it, it looks questionable on my part depending on what it is <laughs> so i don't know uh eminem is celebrating 11 years of sobriety only reason i wanted to talk about this is just because i wanted to talk about substance abuse in general um because i had a kid this week who is having a very difficult time forgiving a parent for some substance issues and she's a kid so like she doesn't understand the nuances of substance abuse but i feel like there might be some adults who also don't get it like when you get a when you when you're talking about addiction this is not something that people are just like oh you know what I'm gonna be a crackhead I'm gonna totally be a crackhead that's a good look like people don't do that and so once you become addicted to a substance it is not as simple as walking away and I think a lot of people look at substance abuse as something that should be simple like you 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 gonna lose your kid so your kids should be more important than than this drug so just stop choosing the drug it's not how that works though if you've ever been taking a medication for an extended period of time and stopped and like felt kind of sick like imagine that but on like ten thousand, you know what i'm saying like anything that your body becomes a used to uh, i don't know what i was going to say anything that your body becomes accustomed, accustomed i was a used to <laughs> anything your body becomes accustomed to when you take that thing away especially when you take it away drastically there are going to be some ill effects they just are and it doesn't even have to necessarily be you know heroin crack alcohol withdrawals are some of the most dangerous withdrawals there are you can die from withdrawals because your body has become accustomed to that thing and removing it it shocks your system and so it is not as simple as somebody loving their kids more than crack or loving their kids more than coke or loving their kids more than heroin or meth it, it's not if it was that simple it'd be a lot more people making that choice you know but it isn't it's not exactly that simple. because children are burdens <laughs> what children are burdens <laughs> how are children burdens because you have spent eight years trying to keep a little motherfucker alive yeah that's do. burdensome but 
That's only because you don't want to take care of nothing. You don't want nothing to be uh, dependent upon you. Nobody loves the fear that they have in their heart when they child walking towards a plug with a fork. That is fucking stress you don't need. Clearly, the value of having a tiny person that looks like you, that you're helping rear and raise, that's connected to you through blood, that starts to take on your mannerisms, outweighs the burdens. But let's not get it twisted. Kids are fucking burdens, and you got to spend a shitload of time and energy and emotional emotional drainage keeping their asses alive. Jesus. Okay? But you know what cocaine do? Make you feel good. <laughs> Kids don't make you feel good in a quick burst where you just know, God damn, I love this child. <laughs> you gotta build that shit up over time. So why would I choose cleaning your throw up up over smoking this rock? This is the most, this is the most terrible. Listen, all I'm saying is if you think a parent is supposed to say I'll choose my children over drugs any day after they are already on drugs that it ain't that simple okay because even if the, no because even if the kid was a joy even if none of the stuff you said existed they still wouldn't choose the kid over the drug because it isn't a choice well they still wouldn't choose the kid over the drug because they still gotta go to the fucking honor society club meeting they still gotta go to the goddamn banquet because they child is amazing they still gotta go to the goddamn athletic award ceremony because their kid is fucking breaking records and shit like why can't i just sit home and smoke crack (laughs) why can't i just sit home and get high why my kid gotta be great this conversation did not go the way what i'm just saying listen i this is just an extreme example of how a parent that is on substances is viewing their life because when we not on substances it's easy to say well how can you not shoot love for parents how can you not choose your children over drugs because bitch you ain't never smoked coke (laughs) you ain't never snorted if you snort coke that moment it's gonna be better than the last five years of shit you had to deal with with your child (laughs) This is not a, I don't, don't do drugs, okay? Drugs are fucking bad. They are. Never do drugs. Yeah. Because you should not have that base of comparison <laughs> that will override the burdensomeness of you raising your child. Never have that option. But parents who've had that option, they know how easy it is to get, you know what? Coke for those parents is the response to kids' bullshit. Yes. These goddamn kids. Let me call little Ray Ray. Snort a line. See if he got some damn bumps. I need a bump of coke, my boy. You got that? You know I do. I'll be there in a minute. Doop, 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 doop. They don't do shit like that headed to their kids shit. They be headed to the kids and like, man, I hope I don't see that crazy ass mama that was here last time. My ex being this bitch with her son. Little crazy motherfucker, man. Kind of look like me. I hope, I hope he ain't mine's gotta come to this event be social they don't even have no snacks having pizza (laughs) cheese pizza who the fuck don't want meat on their pizza (laughs) i don't want to go to this this is how adults and parents go to their kids events now i'm not saying all adults and parents i'm saying the adults and parents who have been exposed to drugs (laughs) and who has at some point chosen the drugs over their children okay it is again 
it's not a choice. They're not choosing the drugs over their kids. They kind of are. They're not though. Like without They're not choosing for their bodies to value that yeah, substance over their children. I mean. If their body didn't value it, it would be an easier it would be easier for them to just walk away from it. Like if I It's like me taking Lortab. Lortab makes me sick first of all. But if I take Lortab for 2 days, that's not going to make my body addicted to it. So, like, on the third day when I ain't going to take it, don't got no more, it don't matter. I'm not going to feel no fucking kind of way about it because I'm not, I don't have, my body's not going to be like, red, what a Lord tab at, bitch. Let's go. Let's go get it. <laughs> like, but once that happens, it is very difficult. Like, I have people all the time, <sighs> parents that come through with DHR situations where they done had substance abuse first of all they do not address that very well let me say that putting somebody on task and saying that they gotta go drug test without giving them treatment <laughs> is stupid like of course they keep failing the goddamn drug test yes what do you mean you, all you did was say we gonna test you you didn't give them no other coping mechanisms you didn't you didn't help them to find something to replace that with you just said stop doing it cause we gonna test you that ain't how that works <laughs> but i will have parents that are like you know i i just i i could just quit can you i just choose not to but why are you choosing not to though is are you choosing not to because it seemed to me like your life would go a whole lot easier if you were to make that choice if you were capable of it but once your body get addicted to it like that you can't do that shit even if you want to even if you really 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 want to and know that's what you need to do you get them coke sweats it's gonna be hard for you to be thinking about your kids and not the dealer that you can call to get rid of this feeling that you're feeling right now to get rid of these shakes to get rid of this vomiting to get rid of this these terrible things that you're going through it's a lot easier to call that coke dealer than to look at your kid and say i'm gonna keep vomiting because <laughs> i love this child sitting in front of me like it that's not how that works and so you know the kid that I had was just real she felt that way she felt her mom chose the drug I and feel like she's if, a kid so she well, I feel it. like if that child experienced that parent drug free at mm-hmm. some point and they at some point rechose to embark on substances and it turned into abuse Mm-mm. she's never known her mom on drugs because so she's so normal mama up until a certain age then boom now the older drugs. kids know her on drugs this particular child shortly after she gave birth to her she ended up giving them all up because she knew she wasn't shit as a parent and so when she was a baby she you know and then when her mom got her back mom's been sober now for like seven years so like the mom that she's known has been the sober mom she's not seen addict mom but she knows that she didn't live with mom originally because of that so that means that so can we can a child in that event blame the parent if they can't if we not going because yeah we don't want to look at substance abuse as a choice while you're in it is there any validity to them making the original decision to do substance that they can be mad at 
Well, so when I was te- you know, I gave a little speech about, um, you know, it's not a choice, and she, I said, you know, sometimes people, you know, have things that they it's hard for them to deal with, and she said, well, that was a choice she made. She chose to start doing crack. So her, yeah, she does blame her just for the original decision to like smoke in the first place, which, I mean, I get it, but. I didn't done some. I mean, I did crack. Have not done crack or coke or any drugs. (laughs) But I have responded negatively to something that has happened and done like something stupid. Haven't been drugs. It hasn't been anything that was going to have a long-standing impact. But like I've coped in negative ways with shit. But because I have, and because I'm 34 and not 12. I can look at that and say, okay, yeah, she did choose to do that. That was a bad coping decision, but that's what it was. More than likely, it was a coping decision. Because mom had a rough life. Grandma was also a crackhead. So mom was raised by mom on drugs. Um, and so it's a, you know, one of those family cycles. But I can look at it as a coping decision, a bad one, but something she, you know, to, to cope or to avoid coping with the shit that was going on. But again, at 12, it just seemed like she just chose some some stupid shit, you know. So I don't even know how to explain that to her in a way that she's gonna understand. At twelve, it's just not, you know, it's hard. I mean, she she's not in a position to be concerned about understanding. Yeah. There's a lot of things in our lives that we could understand if we chose to, based on our sensibility and our rationality. But the reality is, when our trauma start making the decisions for us. What? Why would we try to understand it? Yeah, like mean, understanding it, there is no benefit to understanding it. Understanding it just means that you have to accept shit you can't control. Yeah. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah, I mean, I think with age, where she because again, the reason why me at thirty four, because I know I didn't cope with shit terribly. Like I know I, it had been cracked, but I know that in the midst of dealing with something, sometimes you don't make the best decisions, and so. It's a lot easier for me to look at that mom and say, okay, you know, I get it. She straightened her life up. She did what we tell everybody to do. Get your shit together. Get your life together. Get your kids. She did that. But at 12, when you ain't had to cope with nothing yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like, she don't have no frame of reference for that. So, for her, it is as black and white as you should have just chose us. Because at 12, what other than this trauma that she's having to the, the anger she feels towards her mom she hadn't really had to deal with anything where she has a frame of reference for understanding what that looks like for her she hasn't had to make those a, t- a tough decision like that or a tough choice she hadn't made no bad plays yet she's 12 so I think that's one of those things with age um, might get better especially mom you know mom is doing what she she can. She's not a perfect mother. Okay. These kind of things end up being an expectation issue, though. I mean, the depth of her issue is based on how much she won't and expect her mama to do that she's not doing. Or that she didn't do. Because her mom's doing everything she... Because when I asked her, like, what today? What today does your mom need to do differently? What today does she need to change? What today do you have a problem with how she moves? And... She don't really have nothing today. Like her, mom, her mama just took a, you know, her mom takes a shopping. They go out to eat, just the two of them away from the sisters. She go do stuff with all three of them. Today, who her mom is today is 
she didn't have any issues with but it's the fact that who her mom used to be a lot of that has to do with the person who was keeping her while mom was going through the shit she was going through because i think the person that was keeping her was talking shit too because a lot of this stuff she would have been way too young to really remember as vividly as she does and i think that has a lot to do with the person who got custody of her during that time that ain't helping because again from what she's known of her mother personally and experienced it wasn't she didn't experience the drug use her older sisters did but she didn't there's just a really weird balance between understanding that a person is angry at you for things you've done even though those things were done under the influence of something that you had very little control over um, the reality is the ripple effects are still what impact the people in your life. The yeah. ripple effects of things you can't control. I got a, I got a kid that I know who a whole bunch of professionals in the area have worked with mm-hmm. who, after smoking meth, shot his brother in the head. You know? And I mean there is a fine line upon which you walk where you say that they couldn't control it Mm -hmm. because at a certain point the damage you do even if you can't control it cannot be undone Mm -hmm. you know and so that child is just an innocent bystander to that thing that that parent can't control and she get to react how she want to. Hopefully she matures to the point where she understands that her mama didn't have as much control as she wished she did in that time. But she's still going to be left with those feelings and she those emotions. Is. And I mean, I what I've tried to do is toe the line between I understand the anger, but also encouraging her to maybe get a, a more wide understanding of what that looks like. Because again, it's, it's not as black and white as she should have just stopped smoking crack. But... Um, you know, congrats to Eminem, 11 years. But another thing before we move on that I want to say, I just wanted to talk about this for any adults that may have the Because there are grown people who had that kind of mentality. You know, you told, you know, she out there doing all of this. She should just, you know, be, she should love her kids enough to. And it's like, that's not, that's not a gauge of love. Somebody being addicted to a drug. I don't think it's fair to gauge their, their love for the people in their life based off of that. Exactly. Um. So that and two addiction is a lifelong thing okay you are in recovery until you ain't here no more so eminem is 11 years in it could be one bad fucking day you know what i'm saying like to all 11 of them years will go down the drain that is something that 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 person has to deal with for the whole rest of their life it is no such thing as like you don't have to worry about this anymore that is always something that they have to be cognizant of and mindful of and so yeah he 11 years in um, but he gonna be more susceptible than people who haven't done drugs at all. So that's always something that you have to kind of keep in mind. I think sometimes people get comfortable because they've been clean for so long, but it's like, it take one bad day and you not being cognizant of, of where you are and how you feeling for you to throw away seven years of sobriety. So, and just remember that. A small bump of cocaine is so much easier to see the benefits of versus a child immediately, okay? A child, the enjoyment that you have in children is like compounded interest. (laughs) That shit got the stack. 
You know what I'm saying? Like it got to stack and stack and stack. Cocaine is like ridden the lottery. Okay. <laughs> you just hate kids. I don't know. I don't hate, you kids. Do hate kids. You I work with children. You yes, you do. You work with other people's children. I think that you hate kids as it pertains to you having your own and having to be responsible for them. Like I think you find them irritating. <laughs> as evidenced by this whole conversation that Coke is better than a kid. <laughs> No, I'm not saying Coke is better than a child. You are you a Fox News in my shit. Damn. You're saying that in this conversation that I've said that Coke is better than children. You're saying Coke is easier to choose than a child? No, I'm not saying Coke is easy to choose than a child. What are you saying? I'm saying that the immediate effects of cocaine are felt in immediately and directly versus the enjoyment that you get in having a child it ain't felt immediately so when you're comparing children to cocaine and the ease with which you're supposed to choose one over the other one damn cocaine is felt boom like that serotonin boom oh man i feel it's an orgasm type feeling is what's explained when you because the same center in which you have an orgasm that's the same place that cocaine goes to when you have you know when you snort cocaine you feel that shit immediately. You do. The, the last time you felt the orgasm with a child <laughs> was when you put the penis in the vagina. Okay? That's the last time you got that feeling. The rest of that shit is compounded interest <laughs> on your responsibility. Okay? Now, that is not the same as cocaine is better than children. <laughs> It should be easier to understand now that a person who is a substance user may continue to make this decision over and over again until they get caught into a cycle of not being able to make the decision, the choice, to where it becomes a deal. Because some people can be casual substance. Some people are casual substance users. They're functioning. They're functioning. Yeah, they don't get addicted to it. They literally do it for fun, and that's it. And they can at some point, they just don't do the shit no more. When I was in grad school, they made us go to an NA and an AA meeting. When I went to the NA meeting, if you've never been to any of these meetings, they always have a speaker, somebody to tell their story. The guy that told his story was somebody that worked for like this really big company. He had gotten like high up and he was like doing these um, weekend trips with like the CEOs. Now the CEOs were functioning addicts. They snorted coke when they went on these trips rest of the time they was just not doing coke but that was like one of the things like we're gonna go look to the cabins and do some some lines of coke that's what they were gonna do he had never done coke before he started hanging out with them he was not able to be functioning and so what happened is he started doing it with them and then he just had to have it all so he was doing it when he wasn't supposed to be he was doing it at work he was doing it before work after work he was missing work because he was snoring coke lost everything behind it so yeah there are people that are able to like it's like recreational but you don't know here's the problem you don't know if you're gonna be that person till it's too late <laughs> like you cannot have sat sit having never snorted coke and say i would just be a functional you know coke addict no you don't know that you don't know till you snort it then it's too late because if you're not a functional person <laughs> you better lose everything behind that shit it ain't something that you can like tell about yourself beforehand <laughs> And I'm just here to say that I'm not an advocate for cocaine usage, and nor am I an advocate for you trying to figure out if you be a functioning uh, uh, substance <laughs> user or a an addict. 
What I'm saying is for people who have been in that cycle long enough to become addicts, it starts to be a situation where the difference between the immediate effects of that drug is different than the effects of, of kids. I don't get meth users. Like your teeth fall out. Like, like meth is one of the ones that you have all of these really terrible physical effects of. You know what I'm saying? Like you get meth mouth. They have all of these sores. I, like, like with coke, you, you don't really have like physical imp- impacts. Like you, you don't look at somebody and be like, that bitch on coke. Like, but it's the same dialogue. Except you saying, how can you choose meth over your teeth? <laughs> like you saying the exact same shit we've been saying this whole time. No. The immediate effects of (laughs) meth that feels good vastly outweighs the concept that my teeth gonna be fucked up in a year. That if I was gonna choose a drug, meth would not be like if I if I was if I was having a tough time, meth would not cross my mind as one of the things to go. Like coke, yes, maybe, but like meth. Crack first, (laughs) then continue. That was weeks ago, (laughs) but. Meth would not be something. I don't understand how you have such a strong line of you not going to meth. How can people do meth, but you went straight to crack? In the other conversation we had, I can't believe people would choose meth first. But, man, I, I see how people do crack. That was just said in passing. Like, I wasn't even thinking about a particular drug. Me and my cousin was just talking, and I was like, shit, you know, I had a bad day. I get how people do crack now because it shit is sucky sometimes, and you don't want to feel it. I just chose crack just randomly. Nobody starts a crack. I know. You've told me. I just want to make sure you know. I got to reiterate this. Because you have, clearly in that conversation, you had a misunderstanding of what happened after people have some shit days. They don't go straight to crack. I hope I fix that for you. (laughs) They don't. But... Math is not something. So, like, if I was having a bad day, was going to use a drug, it just wouldn't be. I, I can't. Yes, be. you would. Math. If you were white, <laughs> you lived in a trailer park, <laughs> and you can make the shit out of a fucking beaker, Clorox, and goddamn whatever going meth. But I'm black. Well, there are black meth addicts though. Let me not put that out. There are black people that are addicted to meth. Well, Every that's because I they live in a trailer park. Like that's just a cheap, accessible substance. Just like in the hood, crack is a cheap, yeah. accessible substance. It's wherever you are, that's the drug that you're going to cope with. It's Every close. time I see black meth addicts, I'm always like, you on meth. Okay. I'm just saying, if you gotta, if you can walk across the street to get meth, but you gotta drive downtown to get some cocaine. I'm gonna drive downtown to get cocaine. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Not if you ain't got no damn car. Oh. <laughs> Shit, you're going to go across. You're gonna walk across the street and be like, "Hey, uh, Johnny, do you have some cocaine?" He's gonna be like, "No, I got meth." And you're gonna be like. What's the difference between cocaine and meth? Okay, so cocaine is like a a candy high, and meth is like a cotton candy high. You're going to be like, candy and cotton candy? I fucked with cotton candy when I was a kid. You know what? Give me some meth. That's how the shit work. You don't, you don't just, like, you don't, when you're poor, you don't get to choose what you coke. I was saying me though. I have a car, and so with me, I would choose to go get the coke. I'm not gonna go get no mess. I hope that way of thinking is the result of the conversation we had 
about not trying to go find no fucking crack because you got a car and you can go get some crack if you want to. But I would hope that when you have one of those days, you choose a higher tier of substance. Already talked. I wouldn't know where to go get any of these substances from. I'm not gonna go to clients. And those are the only people I know who would know where to go. <laughs> like I don't know anybody. You can call me. You don't know where to go. Get I know these goons. <laughs> you think they know overlap between the people that find me laptops and and drugs? You are not gonna go get crack for me or coke for me. You, I'm not gonna call you up and be like, yo, I need. Of course, fucking not. Why the fuck would I do that? Exactly. You talking about I know you. You don't. You help. you said you don't know where to get it. You didn't say I don't know where to get it and who can go pick it up for me. You added shit now. I ain't trying to. You're I'm not all, gonna even tell me what. You're not gonna tell me if I called you and said, "Hey, all I need to know is where I could go get some coke." You are not gonna be like, "Okay, let me call my homeboy and set it up for you." I don't believe you would do that. What you, you think like, I'm gonna do? What the fuck is you trying to do coke for, Red? <laughs> Like, I feel like you would try to do, like, an intervention or some shit. I can't see you just being like, well, she grown and she want to go get some coke. <laughs> like, I just don't believe that that would be how you would respond. I your, hope Your not. level of stubborn is different. It you is. know that, right? It is. At the point that you decided to do something, <laughs> like, every time we have a conversation about some shit you don't want to do or you shouldn't do or something, I have a conversation with you, and I feel like sometimes some of it might penetrate, but not very often. So I don't really know what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna be like, "How much thought did you put into this? <laughs> All of it. I want some coke now. I mean, do you know where you getting it from? No. At this point, I'm just trying to make sure you ain't smoke snoring no goddamn comet because I need you on the podcast. I don't need you to be smoking comment and you can't even spell and remember shit. People will fuck your brain up with messed up drugs. I am stubborn. I'm trying to become less so, but it's hard. The only way becoming less stubborn works is to practice it. And that's hard because yeah. you stubborn. <laughs> stubborn people don't want to do shit they don't want to do because they stubborn. And the only way to fix stubbornness is to do shit you don't want to do, even though the reason that you don't do it is because you're stubborn. Yeah. So, I mean, you it's a feedback loop. You got to get out of that bitch. You got to wake up one morning, it's a good ass day, and be like, fuck stubbornness, and just do some different shit. mad that fucking reverse psychology I've got to like I feel like I'm five because like you'll do that sometimes and then I will respond accordingly and then later on I'll be like I'm really like a five year old <laughs> why did that work exactly <laughs> cause you're just not gonna tell me what I can't do exactly. well, if I, I say know. I'm gonna do something and you say I ain't, oh you ain't gonna do it then I gotta show you wrong I know I gotta that's why I do wrong. it that's why I do it sometimes tell me what I'm gonna do <laughs> what I'm not going to do. <laughs> Anyhow, congrats to Eminem on his delivery. So we were playing a game last night, the division, and we okay. were having a conversation about manipulation. Okay. And and I said that uh, so Shogun and Leroy Ketchum were a part of this conversation. Okay. Uh, but we, I was basically saying that uh, manipulation ain't always bad. Sometimes you might have to manipulate your wife. You sound like I had this exact conversation with him saying those exact words. 
when I was doing one of the classes with the parolees because I was telling them about manipulating people and one of them was like, well, it ain't always bad. It's not. It's not always bad. I feel like as a... To me, so this is how I define manipulation. Okay. To me, is using the information that you have as a tool. You use the information you have with a person as a tool. Yes. But I think that a tool just like a hammer can be used to nail a picture to the wall or it can be used to bust into somebody's window <laughs> i just feel like when we counseling we're using the information that we have about people to kind of like help them organize their walls and shit, hang up some pictures manipulation has such a negative connotation though. but but that you know it does have a negative connotation to it but you know to me that don't change what it is i feel like Manipulate like me, you, me holding the microphone like I'm, is me manipulating this microphone. Like technically, the definition of manipulating yeah, is but, not. I mean, it has a negative connotation because as of us. It pertains us. to people. It has not been a good thing. Like, I don't know. Like for I, I, feel, I mean, I feel like it's like retarded. Then <laughs> <laughs> nobody do shit. The retarded always just meant children of a lower functioning but because people started making that synonymous with anybody being stupid now it's like invalid like it is it, it, it become it's become a problematic term that the word manipulation to me is the same it's only a problem because we look at it like because when we define people being fucked over i guess we use it in that way so what would you call it if you using information for a person as a tool but in a positive way Persuasion? Persuasion didn't have the... Persuasion has your end goal in mind, though. To me, when we counseling, our end goal ain't in mind. Yeah, true. It, it have, to me, it has to be used for that other person's end goal in mind. Guidance? I don't know. I don't know what I would call it. I don't know. But not manipulation. I don't know. I have no idea. Why were y'all talking about manipulation while y'all was playing the mission? Just me going off off script. <laughs> me going off script. We was just having a conversation about um, Shogun suaveness with oh. with ladies and how you know those skills would come in handy. And, oh, if he wanted to. Use well, no, Leroy Ketchum was like, "Well, I don't need none of that because I'm married." And I was like, "Hey, wait a minute now. Don't let's not act like oh, okay. there ain't some value in manipulation. <laughs> there are some things that your wife would never give you if you don't work at it. True. You know. Yes, that's true. How are you ever gonna get movie theater head if you don't put the work in? She's not gonna do that to you just because she, your wife, and you at the movies. It takes work, okay? <laughs> it's gonna take work. It's gonna take work for you to put on your Batman suit and for her put on the Catwoman suit, and for y'all to go. At, it's gonna take work. She might not be into that shit, but if you <laughs> want that one day, at some point you gonna have to use what you know about her. Okay, so baby, this is what happened. I bought some opera tickets. You know I fucking hate opera. I know you fucking love opera. Uh, but I also, at the same time that I bought the opera, <laughs> I bought me a Batman costume and I bought you a Catwoman costume. Now, we could go to the opera, no strings attached. If you happen to want to at some point come out of the bathroom with the Catwoman suit on, <laughs> it don't have nothing to do with these tickets. But if you happen to want to do that, 
one day and just surprise me. I mean, you know, I'll be surprised. Okay, I'm just that is you know what I'm saying. Like you, I'm just, all I'm saying is you don't have to call it manipulation, but in order to get some of the things you want, you have to take the information that you have and you have to use it for sometimes their benefit, but sometimes your benefit. That's like the exchange of information. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> Oh my God, the conversations that y'all have. Clearly, I could have made this. I can make this a G, G rated. You could have, but you're not I could. Going to do that. Okay, for parents, if you you and your mate together and you got a young child and one of y'all want to go out on Friday night, but the other one is supposed to watch, can watch the child, it's like a toss up. There are things you have to do to win that every now and then. Like you can win your Friday. Yes. You, you know what I'm saying? But that takes knowing the other person, knowing what you have to do and the work you have to put in to achieve yeah, that. I mean, listen, I... <laughs> you don't have to call it manipulation, but whatever you want to call it... I've done that. It exists. I've I've known that the person I was with was mad at me, and so, like... <laughs> like, I'll dress up or something just because I know <laughs> that they're upset with me. So, I guess I've done that. Exactly. To get my way or to get out of women if you make a man mad and you trying to get in his good graces just have you a trench coat <laughs> and when he come in just have just the trench coat on <laughs> and ask him do you know what's under this trench coat he gonna say what you gonna <laughs> say my birthday suit and then they go from there <laughs> Clearly, he gonna already assume that that's what's under there, so you don't yeah, really have to have yeah. that little dialogue. But that's what said. I mean, you know, that's why I use sex. Sex sells in our society. It does. It helps you understand shit way better when you start thinking of it in the lens of, oh, we're talking about sex, <laughs> sexy times, you know, relations. I, yeah, I posted a picture in the dress that like was talked about. And every time I post like pictures like that, you get more likes than you do if you post other pictures, obviously, because that's just the kind of clearly the kind of society that we live in. But also, when I post those pictures, I get motherfuckers cold specifically telling me that I'm thirst trapping, but I'm going to work. I'm not. I feel like thirst trapping is bikini pictures. Or like, I don't. I don't turn around stick my cam my ass to the camera and take a picture well, it, it, it's, it's, we're not interpreting it right okay we're not interpreting it right the reason that it's the thirst trapping is because of the thirst not because of the you <laughs> that's the issue it's like nothing that you can do in that regard outside of never post a picture that's of your body I said. yes thank so, you so that's that's the issue. The issue is that it's just so much thirst out here that when you post a picture of your body, anytime boom. it's not from like the shoulders up, if I post a full body pic, somebody, somebody is gonna say something. I mean, it's a thirst trap. But it trap is it, it connotates that I'm purposefully trying to trap. Like I'm doing this on purpose. The trap part is what, not the thirst. The trap part is the part that I feel like is offensive to me because I'm just po I'm this is shit I'm going to work in. This is not stuff that I'm wearing out out. It's like I'm going to work in these outfits. Like 
this is what I go to work in. So other than me not posting full body pics, there's nothing I can do about this shit. Not at this point. Listen, some people post, some people set up traps for a raccoons and a cat <laughs> get caught in the bitch. So that's just how it happens sometimes. Sometimes the trap, I mean, it, it ain't a trap because it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap because it catch shit. <laughs> you know I, mean? I ain't caught nothing. What if I haven't caught shit? You caught Twitter comments. Yeah, but they didn't. Or Instagram comments. It didn't go anywhere. But I'm saying, that's why I'm saying, like, if you set up a trap outside, old classic trap, the box with the little stick on the string on mm-hmm. it, and something go in there and knock it over and they get trapped, I mean, you weren't looking for nothing specific to set the trap up. I mean, we can't call a trap just something that you intend to catch something from. I guess. Sometimes you just shit get caught and I you, was posting these same kind of pictures before I gained 60 pounds. Never got any of this. Quit acting like you don't know the difference between thick and not <laughs> thick in our society. But what I'm saying is I didn't change my behavior. My body changed, but what I was doing is exactly the same. It just happens that I look different now as opposed to what I was talking about. And, I mean, and that's the difference. You know, when you was little, there was only one cup that wanted to be filled, and now it's 20 cups that want to be filled. From the thirst, they want your juice. Oh God! Anyway, congrats to Eminem on his loving years sobriety. And for anybody else out there that is going through recovery or that is in recovery, you know, kudos to you because it's not easy. Don't do drugs. And if you're not currently doing drugs, yeah, don't do them. Don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. Yeah. I've never done a substance before. And I hate taking pills. I mean, well, not pills that like strong pills. Like I just, I deal with pain. Mm-hmm. Like I've never taken a a, a painkiller other than like Tylenol, and I rarely do that. Like I want my own body to adjust to shit. Wait I, a minute, have I taken? No, I ain't. I ain't taking no pain. I can't take. I used to could take Lortab. It's too strong now, and I vomit. So, but the strongest painkiller I have ever had is morphine when I had kidney stones. That shit. Immediately, as soon as it hit my veins, I was like, Whoa, let's go home. <laughs> I'm good to go. Like, I was ready to go. I was floating. It's great. Oh. I mean, immediately, they put the little syringe into my little IV. And, I don't want to ever have to have morphine. I didn't want to have to have it because I didn't know what was going on. I thought I was dying. It was the most excruciating pain I've ever experienced to this day. And again, I have had women who have given birth without an epidural who said that they would, would prefer to have another baby without an epidural than to have kidney stones again. This shit was terrible. It felt like somebody was like ripping my back apart from the inside. It's the worst pain ever. Like, I couldn't even move. They had to pry me out of my truck. I couldn't move. I couldn't do shit. I was just like this. And they had to like pry me out. I couldn't move. It's awful. I wonder if that's a representation of your pain tolerance or if it actually hurt that much. I mean, I know it hurt a lot, but I wonder how much pain tolerance you can withstand through that. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, don't do drugs. Yes. And if you're if you have if you're in your thirties and you've never done drugs, don't try shit new. Don't try <laughs> nothing new. I mean, I understand if your life go to shit 
and you need some coping mechanisms but substances ain't the one man you don't know if you're going to be addicted forever like you got friends to be like, look man ain't no big deal man you just gonna smoke one time get you a little bump go for it like i got a kid that i was working with who smoked a blunt which by itself is just teenage experimentation but his little experimenting ass friends Laced uh, it with something. Yeah, they dipped it in uh, cough syrup before they smoked oh, it. Oh, yep. So they let it dry out and it was sticky, and then they did it, and they had car wreck. <laughs> so this shit, like, don't do drugs, man. It's just drinking. It can, listen, drinking is just can be just as bad if you get something that you can get addicted to, especially if alcoholism runs in your family. I drink but very carefully because i have alcoholism on both sides of my family so like it'd be real simple for me to become a drunkard let me clarify that because i I really don't i don't like getting caught up in a cycle of telling adults what they should or should not do so let me tell you from my perspective what 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 a better way of putting this is if you're going to do anything that you do don't let your trauma be what decides to do it don't let your bad times be what decides to do it. You need a healthy coping mechanisms in time of bullshit. You don't need unhealthy coping mechanisms. They just lead to more bullshit later on. Like you got the bullshit you were escaping from by doing the drugs in the first place. Now you got the bullshit that the drugs bring into your life on top of the bullshit you never really took care of. Now, if you want to drink or if you want to do drugs or if you want to do substances, do them knowing a hundred percent that you're doing it because you solely want to do it not because you're using it as a means of coping with some shit that you're going through that's when it becomes a problem now even if you do consciously in good faith chooses it choose it in that way don't mean that you will not become addicted to it and it become a part of leading you down a, a fucking tunnel of bullshit so I don't want to tell y'all what to do, but you know, be careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what the fuck was I finna talk about? An Alaska student was expelled after she need a boy in the groin in the girl's bathroom. Wait, what? Say yeah. that again. An Alaska student expelled after she need a boy in the groin in the girl's bathroom. Why the fuck was he in the girls' bathroom? So we had an incident last week to where some boys entered in the girls' bathroom and a girl need a boy f- feeling threatened and because they were blocking her way and she was suspended from the school because she used too much force. What the fuck? Let me tell you something. If I'm in the girls' bathroom trying to get out and some boys are blocking my way, I should be able to need them in the fucking balls. So the boys were upset about a selfie snapped in the boys' bathroom by a student transitioning from female to male. They walked into the girls' bathroom to take their own selfie as a form of protest, and um, they blocked the girl from leaving the bathroom. The girl or the trans? The girl. Just the girl. Okay, no. Uh, She ain't had nothing to do with any of this. Did she even know about what they were in there to do? Nah. Y'all just look like niggas in the girls' bathroom. I'm going to need you in the balls, too. How is that too much force? Get the fuck out of here. I don't know, maybe one of his testicles exploded. Tough shit. <laughs> if my daughter got sent home and they called me and said, Miss Red, your daughter need a boy in the girl's bathroom, my immediate question is going to be, 
she was in the girl's bathroom and he was in the girl's bathroom and she need him in the girl's bathroom what is the problem because i don't see the problem i'm not gonna have a problem with that he shouldn't have been in a fucking girl's bathroom because she didn't know what was going on. All it looked like is boys in the girl's bathroom not letting me out. And are we saying that if a, if boys coming to the, like if they had the intent of coming in there to sexually assault a girl that was in there, we just have to wait for the girl to be sexually assaulted exactly. before anybody was to take up for it. Man, I wish the school would call me and tell me that shit about my daughter. I'm Man, more school dynamics. Like I said, that I work in the I work in the school system, not as a school system employee, but as a contractor for the school system. And just the stuff I be hearing, these stories just stuck out to me more than anything this time. Like, I just don't. How I don't she, understand that decision. How is she expelled for that? Like, again. She wasn't in the boys' bathroom, me and boys. There's no way they're going to let this stick. They, I, if it was my child, it wouldn't stick. Because we coming up to the board. We all finna sit down and have a conversation about why the fuck this is not okay. That don't mean you're going to get the results you want. It don't, but it would let my child know that I support her and what she did. And that she, I don't feel like she was wrong. And I'm not going to let it just be swept under. She's going to know that mama went to bat for her. Regardless of whether or not she continues to be suspended or not, she's going to see me take up for her. And that's hard in the school system, too. Because this is one of those instances where that is reasonable but a lot of parents come up supporting the stuff oh. they kids do at school no. when it's really yeah. your kid fucked uh, up what are you talking about shut yeah, the fuck up yeah i have a lot of um friends that are teachers in the school system and the stories they tell me about pain and it's like your fucking kid ain't doing his homework you finna come up here and get at me about that no. uh-uh I could, teaching was not in the cards for me I ain't got time to be fucking around with little Johnny's parents. You need to be trying to figure out why Johnny failing. How about that? You coming up here mad because he failing. You mad at me when the nigga ain't doing his work. <laughs> mad at me for. Don't be mad at me. Um, So I don't. Listen. I think that. Yes. Love and Hip Hop. Don't really watch it anymore. But Love and Hip Hop New York. Remy Ma is on there. And some girl named Brittany Taylor. Um, first she posted a video of a black eye that she had and said that Remy Ma did it then she got she didn't went and got lawyers and she's suing and all of this shit and so you know people are like y'all gonna get upset at um, people for being mad at Nipsey Killer but you gonna get mad at her talking about she a snitch for, for telling that Remy Ma had listen let me take some Remy Ma <laughs> did she shoot or stab her friend stab Stabbed her friend over some her friend, okay. This is somebody that she liked. This look, and apparently this girl has a smart mouth and say a lot of shit. Listen, I don't know why Remy punched her in the eye, but I say be glad that you only got punched in the eye. Remy stab bitches. This is this is evidenced by, you know, we have this on record. <laughs> there's there's a record of it. Let me tell you something. If somebody blacked my eye. I'm not gonna get on social media and be like, look at my black eye that such and such gave me. Like that don't you don't look good doing that. Like what did you do? <laughs> she just blacked your eye and you just decided to come get on social media instead of doing something about it? What the fuck are you this is this clout chasing now? Is clout chasing now becoming getting punched in the eye and looking for sympathy online? Cause again, my immediate reaction was like, at least she didn't stab you. I mean, I don't know. I don't feel bad for you, but like, 
it could be worse. History has shown us with Remy Ma, it could be worse. At least you walked away with your life. What did she do to Remy Ma? See, that's what she's not saying. She's trying to act like she don't know why she punched her. And if Remy, if Remy was just out here punching bitches in the eye, this would have came up before now. Okay, I don't believe that she just punched her for no reason. I think she was probably getting slick at the mouth. Remy is Remy, and Remy is from New York. And I just feel like New York people don't really have a long fuse when it comes to dealing with people's shit. And then on top of that, again, this is Remy. So, I mean, you know, again, you lucky. She only punched you in the eye. She stabbed a friend and y'all ain't friends so she's learned i guess <laughs> growth punching people instead of stabbing them it's growth <laughs> i would not get into it with my personally me personally i'm not gonna have an argument with somebody that has stabbed a person close to them i'm not close to you <laughs> so i'm not gonna take the risk so i don't know what she did i'm sure she said something fly at the mouth and she got socked and that's what happens People's going under her comments on Instagram, putting rats. I didn't even know there was a rat emoji, but apparently there is. <laughs> and they just been filling her thing up with rats because she snitching talking about Remy hit her in the eye. And now she got a lawyer and she just getting her little 15 minutes of fame behind this. Like, you look bad. What? When people got beat up when I was in school, like it wasn't, that, you got, if you got beat up, you just shut the fuck up. Like, you don't want to bring no attention to that. You don't want nobody to talk about the fight that you lost. So you just don't say nothing. <laughs> Running around trying to get sympathy for getting punched in the eyes, just I don't understand it. And it's a gamble as to whether you come up for that or not. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Some people have come up from exposing a celebrity and then coming up. But, like, if you don't come up, I think the cost is too high. And people like Remy. People like Remy. You got this whole culture right now with with the whole Takashi Six Nine shit going on and no snitching, and you didn't got on social media addressing this as this ain't even to, snitching. Well, but they that's right. They, yeah, am I wrong or just snitching just involved like when consequences can come to the person or authorities or something? Well, this like can. when does snitching just be? This is I mean it because she can get. Remy, I don't know if she on probate. I don't know what her. I don't know if she's still on papers from the other charge. I know she got out, but I don't know if. If she served the, the total amount of time, or she, but this could come with some consequences for Remy. Her getting into another physical altercation, especially if she's still on papers. I don't know. She could be getting her into some trouble behind doing this. Uh, you know, it depends on what she did. If they show a video of this girl up in her face and then Remy just punch her because she in her personal space, that's just self defense. Yeah. Again, you know, I'm not finna talk about a fight I lost. I don't want you even bringing it up. I just wouldn't have took no pictures to my fucking eye here. Wouldn't have said shit. <laughs> How you lose a fight? I don't know. I just, you know. People call anything snitching, though, man. Look, when I tell you they, if, if you go under her post, it ain't nothing but pictures of rats. <laughs> Like, but you know how when um, folks say stuff about Beyonce and they just, the, they put all the bees under the, they put rats under hers. Mm, gonna fuck up. They're going to have to kick off that show. Oh, speaking of Beyonce, I watched that shit. It was amazing. I am not a member of the Beehive. What is it about? It's her Coachella, it's her Coachella performance, but it's also behind the scenes of the Coachella performance. And you know, the Coachella performance is where she did the whole HBCU thing. I don't know if you saw it. 
it was she did basically she paid homage to hbcus she had a whole black the everybody up there was black it was like maybe one or two white girls that were dancers she had like plus size women because you know like alabama state has the what are they called the big girls mm. the hippos that that's fucked up no rhinoceroses <laughs> i'm not gonna do this with elephant ties. i'm not gonna get into this with you they oh, like some bees or something, ain't they? It's something. It's not the stingettes because the stingettes are the little ones, isn't it? I don't know. They have like a larger group of girls that dance. So she had like, she basically did like a homecoming for like a HBCU for her Coachella thing. So like, she had a band, she had a drum line, she did like stuff with like a, soror- a fraternity. Like it was an entire black experience. They sang the black national anthem. Like, it was black as fuck. <laughs> is this worth somebody watching who don't really pay much attention to Beyonce and whatnot? Or is it this somebody who enjoy her music and want to see her uh, live concert? It, it kind of depends because it's not a ton of behind the scenes stuff. But one, I feel like I'm not a member of the Beehive. I don't like love every single thing that Beyonce does. What I will say is that Anybody who just says that she just super overrated is full of shit because that lady for eight months rehearsed for this Coachella show. Four months was like the uh, singing and the vocals and then the other four months was dance. And this was after she had those babies. And so like part of the behind the scene you see is her trying to get her body back in shape to do this shit. That show was two hours long. She was dancing and singing. And I'm talking about dancing hard for two hours. That is not something that a lot of entertainers can do. Like the level of performance that she gives when she performs is is miles above most performers now. Like the show that she gives, her showmanship, you can't take that away from her. Even if you don't like any of her music, you don't like any song she's ever sang, the showmanship though, and like the commitment to being as authentic to HBCUs as she could is impressive. And like she used people that were in bands at HBCUs. She used flag girls. She used, so like it gave these people an opportunity to be a part of something that they would not have had an opportunity to be a part of otherwise. And it just, I didn't go to no HBCU. I didn't really have a desire to do that. But it just makes you like, this is some of that shit where it make you proud to be black like we fucking this is why we have culture vultures stealing our shit because we fucking amazing <laughs> like the sweat like we just are amazing on our own just doing what we do amazing and so for the showmanship and for like the all the hbcu um stuff that's in it i would say it's, it's worth a watch even if you're not a fan of hers um and like i said eight months she she rehearsed for this total you know uh and i just i have a lot of respect for her regardless of whether i don't agree with everything she's done i won't agree with everything she's gonna do but i will say that she's one of the greatest performers of our time like she puts on a show she don't stand in one spot the same she doesn't lip sing. She is singing and dancing her fucking ass off. And I, I just have to respect it. Because I can't do that shit. And them big girls was getting it. Listen, they were, she had a whole little um, part where it was just her and two big girls. And they did their thing, you know. 
it was impressive. You know, she got to choose what she was going to do for Coachella, and she did the blackest shit she could have done. <laughs> like, short of everybody being Black Panthers up there, some shit. Like, she did the blackest shit she could possibly have done and did a whole HBCU show. She's doing what Black America could do to take over. Yeah. Is walk the fine line between being culturally appropriate and black enough to be acceptable to that same to majority culture. Yeah. You know, I mean, she yeah, Fox News going to say shit in front of a bunch of white kids cuz it's Coachella, so you know, it's black people there cuz they wanted to see Beyoncé, but Coachella is something that a lot of white kids go to. She got up there and sang Let Lift Every Voice. <laughs> if Some white kids don't know nothing about that shit. <laughs> like that shit was just, just see even just to see that. It's me just it's like if everybody who made money was on that community responsibility situation, we could be in a we could be having so many more people to look up to and they do her and jay-z both do a lot of shit that people don't know about because they don't do it to get the accolades so like a lot of the charitable stuff that they do we don't know about because they're not trying to get any accolades behind it like you know one of the things the issues that i had with kim and her helping what was her alice walker alice walker if you're gonna do something to to do it then you should do it and it should not have to be front page like i just it, it it takes away from the sincerity of it if you go make a big deal about it as opposed to just doing it and just letting it let it speak for itself let the act speak for itself and i think that beyonce and them don't never talk about the shit they do but like when all of those police shootings were happening she they did a lot for those families that they just never sad shit about because they're not looking for people to be like oh that's good good job guys you know they did it because they felt like it was right so I have a lot of respect for her after watching that shit because again my ass in in my house dancing around for five minutes and was out of breath mm-hmm. <laughs> not even singing just dancing she did two hour a two hour show Coach, two hour show back to back she did it like, like a Saturday Sunday she did it back to back full show and it was really very good and there is not a lot of people that put that much showmanship into their shit like they just don't like anybody that's listening that thinks she overrated name me another artist that puts on a show to that level let me know i would love to know that who i'm sleeping on (laughs) but she takes the money that she has and she puts it to very good use like her show them tickets are ridiculous, but you get a fucking show. It costs you arm and leg to go. But the production value in it, I feel like, makes sense. Yeah. So. Well, that's about our time. All right. You got anything else on your mind? Um, I think that was all I had. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla. Holla.